You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, why don't we start off with the uh, the new drama de jour. Um, I didn't listen to the entire interview, because, uh, I don't know, I just didn't. But I found the clips, and obviously I'm sure you have seen them as well. Maybe you haven't, and then this will be shocking news to you. But Romeo Dobbs did an interview with um, a show called Maggie and Perloff, I guess. I don't know what that is, but CBS Sports Radio. So it's a CBS thing. And there were two clips that they posted of Romeo Dobbs. Let's, let, let's start with the positive one. How about that? Before we get into the silliness. Um, so Romeo Dobbs was asked about um, Jordan Love and said pretty much what everybody else has said. The dude's really good. Now, it's kind of what you would expect him to say, but it is what it is. He said he's really good, so here you go. Jordan is real low-key, um, and that's what I love about him the most. Uh, again, he's a humble guy. Um, he's never too high or low. And, I mean, he makes I mean, he, he does he makes the right decisions every time. He does everything right, you know. And it's hard to see... When you know it's hard to see when you're not around him. So, um, you know, I'm I played against Jordan my sophomore year in college because he went to Utah State, and I went to Nevada. So, uh, I mean, just being around him, he's a great guy, great dude. He has a lot of poise, and you know, I'm just glad I get to be around him too. Because you're right, nobody hasn't really seen what he can do, but I know for a fact that he can play. So there you go. Um, again, I I don't know how much stock I put in all this because. I, I don't know. You know, it's funny because they'll have a lot of people say, well, if the Packers knew that he could play, then he would have been playing by now. And I say, well, I don't think that they know. Like, oh, they definitely know. Okay, well, Romeo Dobbs says he does know and he can play. So now what do we do? What do we do with your theory that if they know that he can play, that he would be playing? What do we do with that? Do we just call Romeo Dobbs a liar or what? Because that seems to be the only option that we have at this point. I think we're kind of pigeonholing ourselves a little bit too much with uh, making these giant assumptions. I don't think Romeo Dobbs knows. I think Romeo Dobbs knows insofar as he can know, which is to say in practice he's killing it. His passes are on point. He makes the right decisions and the right reads and all that stuff. I don't doubt that for a second. But I have no idea how that translates to a full season of him being the starting quarterback. And here's, here's an interesting little tidbit. Neither does Romeo Dobbs. Not saying that to trash love. I'm just saying, or Dobbs for that matter. I take, and, and by the way, I do take it as good news because I don't think he's lying. I don't think he's like, dude, this dude's trash, but I can't say that on the, on the radio, so I'm just going to lie. And one reason that I'm pretty sure he's not going to lie is the next clip where he could have easily lied um, if he wanted to, you know, save face for, for one of his quarterbacks. And been like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, we're, we're great friends. We hang out all the time. But he was asked about, uh, give, me, give me like one time that you hung out with Rodgers and how cool that was. Here's, here's the clip that, and by the way, this, this, I just 
just jumped on Twitter, just saw it. I don't know that this is going to spin out of control drama land, but I just know how things go, and I'm assuming that this is spun out of control drama land. I don't know. Can you give us an outside of the facility hanging out with Aaron Rodgers story? Um, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to hang out with him, but not one I, time I, he I, didn't I, take you guys out. Not one time. Um, I mean, as far as being around twelve, uh, I'd say possibly it's always been football. So I mean, in the building on the practice field, there was never a time where you know got the really or. No, there there was an event. Well, not not an event, but we had a team get together for Halloween. I thought that was pretty cool. Can you give? So, let me start by saying that I don't necessarily think Rogers taking Romeo Dobbs out to a spaghetti dinner would have fixed our offense. Okay, let's start with that. I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. But you know what I really, really, really don't like is all the comments. Make you know what I, I just I cannot stand the excuses, all the excuse. It's so pathetic to me, and it's just amazing how many people will make the most basic excuse. Like like Rogers is the most incompetent, childish. Like we just make things so easy for everybody, and I don't think anybody believes it because they're all so pathetic. But it's like, well, look at the age gap. So what? Are you serious? Like, if we're calling this, like, the baseline of, like, basic leadership, like, just, I want to take you guys out, the the rookie wide receivers, maybe all the receivers or whatever, I just want to take you. You know what I mean? Like, any effort whatsoever. Well, he can't because they're, like, uh, there's, there's an age, there's, like, 10 years, 15 years age gap. What does that even mean? You know, when I started my job, you know what happened on my first day? My old boss, who had to have been 30 years older than me, took me to his house. My first day, we walked because it was down the street in Madison. He said, come with me. So we walked to his house. His wife was there, had prepared lunch, and we sat down, we ate lunch, and we just talked. He got to know me. I got to know him and his family, et cetera, et cetera. And it was an extra long lunch. And then we walked back to work, and that was that. He never thought, uh, I don't know, he's a little young to take him to my house to eat lunch. What the, What are you talking about? But we got to make these stupid excuses. Well, look at the age gap. <laughs> look, here's the bottom line. If Rodgers doesn't want to put in the baseline effort, that's fine. If he doesn't think any of this stuff helps, fine. But I don't want to hear, no, that's not true, he's a great leader. He's not. He doesn't care. Rodgers is very honed in to making himself the best and expects everybody else to just go be the best. I shouldn't have to coddle you. I shouldn't have to baby you. Just man up and do your job. I'm going to show up when I feel like showing up. And when I show up, everybody better be on track. And if you're not, I'm going to call you a piece of crap. And I'm going to talk to you about the standard we have in Green Bay and the fact that you need to man up and meet that standard because I'm not going to coddle you and I'm not going to baby you and I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand through this. And I'm going to scold the coaches and I'm going to look at everybody else and say, you need to get these guys on track because they suck and they're not living up to the standard. Randall, get them, get them queued up. LaFleur, all you guys, get these guys fixed up because I'm tired of playing with these children. That has nothing to do with leadership whatsoever. That is, that is, that is, that's, that's whatever. That's just a guy being a superstar, kind of being a diva, walking into the building saying, here's my expectations. 
right? I'm here to win a championship. I'm not actually going to do something to help the process, but I am going to, to set the standard. And that's what Rodgers does. He sets the standard. He says, this is where you're expected to be. Doesn't necessarily hold himself to that standard, apparently, but everybody else, you need to be at this level. And if you're not, I'm just going to let you know that you're not where you need to be. And, and that's going to help some people realize, like, dude, this is serious. I got to be up to that level, whatever. But there's other things that you can do to build relationships, to work through some. I mean, you can talk football. If you want them to get up to speed, you can hang out after work and like you can go bowling and talk about route concepts. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do all day? You live in town. You could just be like, dude, come. You guys want to head over to my house? You guys pick up some food. Here's the address. Stop over. We'll eat dinner. And they're going to do it because you're the quarterback. You're Aaron freaking Rodgers. One day, the entire year, you could have done that. Right? You had the entire offseason prior to you could have done that. I mean, with the amount of money you got, you could have put him on. Yeah, well, he wasn't in Green Bay. He was in California. Put him on a plane. You know how baller that would be? I would do that. You kidding me? Get on the phone and be like, hey, um, I need you guys to pack a bag. You're coming out to California. We're going to get to work. Excuse me, what? Yeah, I'm putting you on a plane, private plane. It's going to cost like a couple grand to, to get a private plane for a day. What, like 5000 or something? Whoop-de-freaking-do. To, to have these guys roll in like baller status. Plane's going to pick you up, bring you out to California. We're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not, this is not difficult stuff. And even if you're not going to do that, like anything, anything, I just hate the excuses. Well, they, he can't because he's 15 years older. I didn't say they have to make friendship bracelets and go be best friends. I'm just talking about any amount of effort, any amount of effort whatsoever. Right. And, and, and other, the other excuse is, well, that's not his responsibility. His, his job is to do work during like work hours and after work hours, that's his private time. Again, I'm not saying obligation. I'm not saying he should be fined for not doing it. I'm talking about doing the most simplistic. I, 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 I cringe to even say going above and beyond because it's like inviting people to your house to hang out. Oh my goodness. I'm not saying go over to their house and help them move, which everybody on planet Earth hates. I'm talking about you don't even have to go to their house. You don't have to do anything but go home and allow people to exist in your presence while you're at home. Get a couple glasses of scotch, put on the office, just hang out, eat food, get to know one another. Well, that's not, that's not during work hours. I'm sorry, I thought these were like the most elite athletes at the top of the top of the top of the top of the competition sphere. I thought these were the most competitive people on planet Earth. I'm just talking about getting the smallest little competitive edge. And it's like, nah, I don't feel like it. Nah, he's a little young. Nah, that's after work hours. I like to have my private time after work hours. Dude, I thought this was serious. Like, I thought... I thought this was like a big deal. Like we really are competitive and we really want to win a championship and that's what matters. And I'm the most competitive person on planet earth, but I can't be bothered to do the most basic things after work hours. I can't be bothered to talk to human beings that aren't in my age range. Aside from, as somebody pointed out, the women need dates, but you know, whatever. <laughs> guys, I can't be bothered to hang out with guys that are not my exact age range. Listen, if you don't care about this, fine, but please don't make stupid excuses for why he's not physically capable of doing this. The most basic thing on planet Earth. 
Do you know how pathetic that sounds? Well, they're not in the same age group. So what? Here's, here's the thing. Rogers probably isn't going to like it. He's sort of an introverted private guy. He's not going to enjoy their company. But you know what? This isn't for him to personally satisfy his innermost desires. This is about suck it up, buttercup. Man up. It'll be okay. You'll survive the evening. It's about building chemistry with the young guys. Yes, he is capable. He's entirely aware of this possibility. He very easily could have invited them down the street to his house at any point during the season. Again, I, I don't know how much it helps, but it's just, it's, we just need to be very clear about this. Whether it's a big deal or not, whether it would have done a single thing for this offense, Aaron Rodgers does not go above and beyond. Aaron Rodgers' quote-unquote leadership style is to essentially say, I'm going to worry about me, and I'm going to show up to work, and when I show up to work, I expect everybody else ready for work. And that's it. You need to get yourself ready. And, and again, I get that. And he's right. They should be ready, and they should be up to speed, and everybody should be doing their own thing, and it's not his job to baby everybody, but guess what? If it gives you a slight edge to at least check in and say, how can I help you? Wouldn't you want to do it? I understand it's after work hours, and you clocked out. I get that. And I understand that they're like 10, 15 years younger than you, and that's uncomfortable and scary. But you could try, right? So... The first thought I had was, I don't care, until I read the comments and thought, you guys are doing everything you can to make the dumbest excuse, to make Aaron Rodgers sound like the most incompetent, just human being on earth. What kind of a lame excuse is, oh, I can't. We're not the same age. Oh my goodness. You poor princess. Is that, go, is that too much work for you to, to win a Super Bowl? I'll do anything to win, except put in effort outside of work hours, or even during work hours in the case of, like, uh, you know, the OTAs and anything non-mandatory. I'm not doing that either. But um, And again, and, and, and this is how we know. Unless it's mandatory, he's not going to be there. That's how Rodgers feels about it. I personally think that's stupid. You want to come back to win a championship, you should, at, at the moment you decide I'm coming back, you're committing to all that grind and all that stuff you don't like because you're going to do every single possible thing in your power to win a championship, even if it gives you the tiniest, most minute edge. If it's, if it's just, that, that's, that's the one thing. I Listen, you're an MVP quarterback. There's nothing about being a quarterback that you don't understand. You don't need to learn anything about arm angles, about how your feet need your footwork. You don't need to learn a single thing about quarterbacking. If I could talk to Rodgers, I'd say, here's the one thing, because he says every year in the offseason, there's one thing he wants to develop about his game. I don't know if he still does that. That was a long time ago, but let's assume. Here's the one thing I want him to develop about his game. Leadership. I want you to focus on the locker room. How do we make this a family? How do we make these guys not just want to play for themselves, like Rodgers clearly does, but to play for everybody else? Like the Detroit Lions, when they're fighting and bleeding on the field for each other, for their coach. It's not just these isolated towers of guys that want to be their own personal best, which is fine. If we have the left tackle who's the best left tackle by himself and an isolated tower of these individuals who are really good by themselves, that's fine. But it makes for a very cold environment. 
Again, that reminds me of 2018 when they'd go down the field, score a touchdown. There'd be no celebration. They'd just walk back to the bench. Well, you've got an elite quarterback throwing to an elite wide receiver. They did their job. They go back to the bench. Just doing my job. I just don't think you win that way. And I think this is an area that I wish the team would choose to develop because I don't think it's good that they isolate like this. I don't think it's good that they kind of pair off. That, you know, again, you got Jair basically with this. I'm going to be great. Whether you, if you guys don't want to, that's your own problem. That's not a good thing. You got Rashawn that just kind of like puts his head down and just does his work. And Rodgers, again, puts his head down, does his work. Everybody, it feels like, just shows up and does their job and is expected to be great. And you got guys like Romeo that it's like, I kind of wish we did stuff together. I kind of wish we were like... And so they kind of pair off. And that's what you were hearing about, you know, Romeo and Christian and Samori. They, when during the meetings, they kind of group up together. And that's their own little clique. Because they're, they're looking for some form of camaraderie and nobody's kind of welcoming them in. You know, Randall and Lazard, they've got their own thing. And Randall and Rogers, they're like the veterans and they're, you know, they're this upper echelon. Like, I have no problem coming to you and talking down to you about you need to step up and man up and do your job, but you're not welcomed into the inner club. Maybe it doesn't matter, but I don't think that's super great. And here's the thing. If it is impossible for a 40-year-old to hang out with a, you know, 22-year-old, then I guess having a 40-year-old quarterback is just a bad thing because it's impossible for them to, to relate to each other, to uh, you know, build any kind of a relationship with one another, to appreciate each other. That's impossible. And since it's so wildly impossible and unheard of for them to um, have any form of positive relationship, I guess it's just wrong to have older quarterbacks. Personally, I think the first part is stupid, but if we're going to make stupid excuses, then I guess Rogers just needs to go. Because it's so entirely um, inconceivable to think that he would dedicate a couple hours, one day a year, to have them over. Just to say, welcome to the family. I want you to feel welcome here. I want to talk about, you know, and that's the thing. You want to talk about being great and all that. Lay it out right then and there. That day, and you bring Randall Cobb, and you talk about that time you won a Super Bowl and how special it was, and what it takes to be a championship team. You can invite all the young guys over, not just the wide receivers. Bring over Quay and Wyatt. And then again, bring some of the older veterans like uh, David Bakhtiari, like Randall Cobb, and you guys just sit down and you talk about what it takes to be a champion. I've been there. I've been to the top. I know how hard it is. I know what it's like to get close and fail because we just, we, we just weren't exactly perfectly on point. It requires perfection in everything that we do. And if we're going to go home and we're going to play video games and we're going to just slack off and do the bare minimum, we're never going to win anything. And you guys are never going to get those big contracts. You want to come in here and get the money like Devontae got? You want to get the money like I got? Like, like Bach got? Randall maybe got at one point in his life? You want to be at that top level? Stay in the league? Make a bunch of money and win a championship? This is what it takes. And I just want you to know it's, 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 it's going to be hard but it's going to be worth it. But apparently that's too hard. And it's absolutely absurd to ever expect a leader of a team to do anything like that. And by the way, Matt LaFleur could do it as well. Any of these guys could have done it. Anybody could have done it. But let's be completely honest about this. Aaron Rodgers is the apex of this team. He is the top dog, and he sets the tone. And the fact that nobody was willing to do anything like this, apparently, the fact that Rodgers is not willing to do this with his own wide receivers, tight ends, whatever, I'm not going to make excuses. 
Now, again, I don't think that that gets us to a Super Bowl last year, but again, I just don't want to hear about this whole leadership thing. He doesn't have it. That's not him. And he said that. I'm not a rah-rah guy. I don't do it. It's just, it's, this, this is who Rodgers is. And, and maybe that's how most quarterbacks are. It's not like Jordan Love comes in and he's going to be inviting everybody over. I don't know what Jordan Love's going to do. He seems like a quiet, reclusive guy. But I just want to be very clear on what this is. And it's by choice. It's not because it's impossible. Let's not put on the kitty gloves for a grown adult who's fully capable of inviting people over to his house to talk to them about things. This is by choice. He chooses not to um, get involved with his receivers, with the other quarterbacks, with the tight ends, with the coaches, with anybody. He hangs out with his friends after work, and then he shows up for work to do his job. He punches in just like everybody else and um, expects greatness from himself and everybody else. And if they're not up to snuff, he's just going to look at you and say, hey, not good enough. And Matt LaFleur follows suit. His whole thing, what is it? There's a standard here in Green Bay. There's a standard. There's a standard. There's a standard. And everybody's expected to go home by yourself, be reclusive, go study, you know, do some push-ups, come back and be excellent. There's no, there's no element of team here. And again, this isn't just a Rodgers issue. It's, it's a, the whole team just has this feel of isolation. You know, I mean, they all, again, they pair off like Rodgers and, and Bakhtiari and Cobb. They're friends. I'm sure they hang out. But it's just like us veteran guys who are buddies. And then, you know, Dobbs and Christian and Samori probably hang out too. And I'm sure, you know, Jair... And Stokes, if he's, I don't know, assuming he had to stay in town, I have no idea. Maybe he went home. I don't know how that worked. But the DBs, they, they probably hang out. They seem to get along. Razul, Jair, Savage, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there's, there's a rift there. But again, these guys all kind of just isolate and they do their own thing. And then when things go wrong, they blame each other. And it's like, you know, F you. I know what I can do. I know what we can do. You know, I don't appreciate the way you say these things. Well, I don't care. I, da, 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 da. And it's just. I don't know. I just, I wish there was more of a unit. I, I hate to keep looking at the Lions as an example of a team that I respect, but that's where I'm looking. They might not have anything else and they might not ever win anything because it's not just about the locker room, but it is about the locker room. If you have just a locker room and not a good quality football team, you're not going to win. But if you have high quality players, but it's not a team, because remember, it's a team sport. If you don't have a team, it's not going to work. And we've seen it, right? It's not like it's incapable when Rodgers is there. We've seen it plenty of times throughout our years where they're just, they're having fun. They're getting along. You know, you got Rodgers and Jordy and Coot and all these guys, like they're, they're buddies. But it does kind of feel like Rodgers has gotten to the point, and, and this is why he wants his guys back. It's why he wants Randall back and doesn't want, because he, he doesn't want to feel isolated himself. He, he wants to have that sort of camaraderie, but he just can't build it with the younger guys. And again, maybe that's a problem because I think it's important. And I also think you should put in some effort to try to build some camaraderie rather than just saying, ship Randall Cobb here now so that I have a friend. Well, get to meet the new guys, you know, but it, it does. It's like you got the, the veterans who've been here for a long time and they got their own thing and not really into hanging out with the youngsters. I don't know. I I also feel like if I was Matt Lafleur, I don't I don't know that you can necessarily make this mandatory, but I would want to have some kind of a meeting with the leaders of the team. You know, Aaron Rodgers is the leader of the team. Mercedes Lewis would be in that meeting. Randall Cobb would be in the meeting. Lazard, just for the sake of not hurting his feelings, but he I don't really care about Lazard. David Bakhtiari, and you know they they represent the position groups as well. 
you know, his David Bakhtiari's job is to get the offensive line ready to go. Rodgers is primarily the whole team, but, you know, we're talking wide receivers and tight ends and whatnot. Offense, team as a whole. Randall's with the wide receivers. Amos for the DBs. Devondre's sort of like the, the defensive Aaron Rodgers, maybe. You get Preston for the pass rushers. Kenny for the defensive tackles. You know what I mean? Like, you guys come in here and it's like, listen, we have to make a team out of this. We've got a bunch of young guys just floating around, banging into the walls out there. And we can't have these silos. We can't have you guys being the veterans saying, I'm just going to show up, do my job, and forget everybody else. And then when, then when things go wrong on Sunday, just looking around going, ugh, they're not up to speed. What a bunch of idiots. What are you doing to help that situation? Other than rolling your eyes saying, these guys are idiots. These guys suck. Are we doing anything? Are we expecting anything of ourselves? So, I don't know. Again, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to help us win. But it just, it just firmly establishes the reality of the situation. There is no real effort to make this team better aside from their 9-5. to five. That's it. And I don't want to hear about this championship competitiveness, like willing to do anything to get that one last ring or da-da-da, if you won't even invite a guy over to your house. You know? Like you're having issues with the receiver, and we're going to sit here and throw these guys under the bus, but not going to do a single thing to help them. It's not Rogers' fault. The receivers were not good enough. Okay, did you do a single thing to help that? No, you didn't. You didn't go above and beyond a single inch, aside from what happens on the football field, on the practice field, which is mandatory for every single player across the league. You have to be there, You got and you talk to them during practice. Do you ever one time after practice do a single thing? Anything. If the answer is no, then I just don't want to hear it. And I think the answer is no. And I think that's across the board. You know, I mean, again, you got guys like Rashawn that you know are putting in the work. You got guys like Romeo Dobbs that afterwards are catching passes from the jugs machine. That's above and beyond. That's doing the extra little bit to get better. And I'm sure a lot of guys are doing it in different ways. But if you're not one of them, then I don't want to hear about how bad you want to win. If all you do is the bare minimum, you can take your, your competitive drive that you supposedly have and shove it. Because we'll just sit here and cross our fingers and hope that the bare minimum is good enough. And again, this is the same thing Brett Favre did. He gets this sort of attitude toward the end of his career where it's like, listen, I don't need practice. I don't need anything else. And that's the thing. That's why they're contemplating retirement. They hate all this stuff. They hate the practices and all this. It's just, I'm great. Just put me on the field on Sunday. And I guarantee you, if Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers could do that, they would love it. If none of this was mandatory, you know, send me the game plan. I'll be in California with my feet up. I'll fly in on Saturday, play on Sunday, and I'm going home. I don't need any of this crap. I don't want this crap. I don't, I just, I don't want it. I like playing football. I like being on the field. I like the competitive nature of it. I don't like all this other stuff. That's what the contemplating retirement is all about. I don't like the grind. I don't like the work. It's why they don't show up to anything that isn't mandatory. And, and Favre, I mean, that guy would, he wouldn't show up for anything. That basically was his mentality. Like, I'm not doing jack. Don't ask me for nothing. I am Brett freaking Favre. I do what I want, when I want, and everybody else can shove it. I'm a superstar. I don't need your help. I don't need anything. I love Brett, but I got tired of Brett down the stretch. And it got to the point, and I'm getting there with Rogers, with Brett Favre, who was my absolute hero growing up, where I said, you know what, enough is enough. Just just go. Because it's exhausting. You don't want to be here. You're going to put everybody on hold. 
going to make everybody wait on pins and needles. And 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 by the way, I, I said the same exact thing about Aaron Rodgers that I was that I'm saying about Jordan Love, and that is my biggest fear is that if Brett Favre keeps jerking us around, he's really jerking around Aaron Rodgers, and eventually we're going to lose that guy. And he's even though at first he looked like garbage. The last couple times we watched him in the preseason, he actually looked really impressive. And I'm worried that this guy can play. And you tell people that, and they're like, he's trash, dude. What are you talking about? He can't play, and he certainly will never be Brett Favre. And it's like, did you watch his last couple preseason games? That dude, he looked impressive. Like, he was actually moving the ball down the field, and like he was accurate, and the timing and all that stuff. And I was worried that we were going to lose the guy. The point is, it just kind of gets exhausting after a while, you know? There are a lot of people that want this so bad. They're fighting for their lives. I mean, Jordan Love, if he doesn't get that big contract, he's going to end up working at a deli somewhere. He's made some good money, but I, I don't know. I, mean, I guess if he's been responsible enough, could have invested it, maybe he'll be okay. He doesn't have to work. I don't know, but this is serious. And I just think there's a lot of guys that are really young and they're really hungry, and those are the guys that should be in the league. And if you're still older and you're still hungry and you're willing to do everything and anything that it takes, I just don't like this, you know, I don't need it because I'm already a superstar. I don't need the extra work. I can just show up and, and be great. Okay, but you're taking something away from the team. And that is a group of guys that together are like starved wolves. And, and saying it with your words is one thing, but demonstrating it is another. What's going to happen if after practice everybody goes to walk off and Aaron Rodgers doesn't leave the field? How much you want to bet the rookie wide receivers and all the other wide receivers, tight ends, and everybody else are going to see that and almost feel an obligation to turn around and be like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head back. Like, you want to you wanna stay out here, Rodgers? If you're looking to throw, I'll stay out. I'll run some routes for you. No big deal. He, I mean, Romeo Dobbs does that. He wouldn't have left the field anyways. He's like, oh, I was going to get the jugs machine, but if you're going to hang out, that's cool. And again, how, how, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I just I don't understand how we can talk about, and this this is kind of a league-wide thing. I don't think it's just, because I don't think it's just a Rodgers thing. I don't think necessarily Tom Brady was doing all this, but maybe he was. I don't know. I don't know what other quarterbacks do. I just don't know how we can talk about these guys with this unbelievably high competitive spirit that across the league are like doing the bare minimum. And when it's done, it's like hit the showers, go home. It's it's like being at a job you, I mean, and that's the thing. Other people compare to, well, what do you do at your job? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to win a Super Bowl. I know that. I'm, I'm, I'm here to feed my family. I'm sorry, but if you're comparing Aaron Rodgers and what he does to my job, then Rodgers definitely needs to go. Because newsflash, Aaron Rodgers hates playing football with a passion and would kill for the opportunity to retire at any stage, at any time now, like today. So anyways, again, this is, and, and, and I don't think it's just an Aaron Rodgers thing. I, I guess it's, I'm, I'm just stunned at you know, this is with the whole like CBA, the whole union coming in and, and the whole mentality maybe that has changed across the league. That is, we're going to negotiate these these deals that de-incentivize like going above and beyond. Like you're not allowed to have, you know, practices longer than this. So you can't do this and you can't push them this hard. And it's all about getting in with, you know, especially the veterans. They get in with the union for what purpose? I want more money and less work. It's just, it's a job. It becomes this negotiation thing where you owe me money and I show up and I do my job and, and I should have these guarantees. And I, but it's all about negotiating, doing less. Why would you want to do less? Don't you want to do more than everybody else? Don't you want the opportunity? But they don't. 
They want to negotiate it to make it so that you cannot do more. They make it so you can't even talk to your coaches in the offseason. Why? Because if you could, it would essentially be a requirement. And the team that won the Super Bowl would be the ones that actually put in the work. And because I don't want to put in the work, I don't want to have to study and do all these things and and be at the facility. You're not allowed to be at the facility, at least not with your coaches. I don't know the exact rules, but like there would be, there would be, just imagine, some players would stay in Green Bay with their coaches and they would hone their craft and they would continue to work out and they would do all these things. And that gives them an unfair advantage because they're willing to go above and beyond. So we're going to eliminate the ability to go above and beyond because we don't want to have to be expected to go above and beyond. It gives the people that want it more an unfair advantage. And we can't have that. So we're going to dumb everything down. And again, you get a lot of veterans, and that's just their attitude. And I know Rogers is a big union guy, but that's the funny thing. You get all these union things, and everybody sees it as, you know, it's, it's the billionaires against these poor, lowly players. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's the billionaire owners against the multimillionaire superstars who are against the younger guys. Because the younger guys want the opportunities to be great. They're honestly, this is why the players always lose and everyone's all mad about it. As if, like, who do you think voted on it? It was the players. But the young guys who don't have a voice outnumber the older guys, and that's why a lot of times these things lose. Because the younger guys don't want more protections and more days off. They want more opportunities to prove that they can do it. They don't want to shelter the veteran guys so that they can stick around longer and be safer so that I never get an opportunity and never get a job. No, if you want to coast, get out. Give me an opportunity because I want to fight because I'm hungry. And that's the attitude I want to foster. These young guys come in, and that's what I'm always worried about. You come in, and they're fired up, and they're ready to go. And these are the guys that want to win championships, and they want to go wild, and they want to believe in something and get this fake rah-rah stuff going, you know, like you get in college, and you get the chants and the hand signals and the dancing and all that. And you come into an environment like the Packers locker room, and it's like, a, it's, it's, it's like you're working at Google, you know? It's like an office job. Like, we're kind of having fun, but we basically just nerd out on stuff you know, schemes and routes and things. And we expect you to be the best of the best if you're going to work here, by the way. But it was nice to meet you. I'll see you on the field. It just saps that whole, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand any of this stuff. Again, I, I, I genuinely don't think it's, it's specifically a Rodgers thing. I don't think Jordan Love is necessarily going to be doing that stuff. I just, I just don't understand it. And, and again, specifically about Rodgers, these are stupid excuses. I think he should do it. And again, I think it just tells us what we know about his leadership style, which I think is the exact same leadership style as Matt LaFleur, which is, I'm just going to talk about what the standard is and, and just keep throwing that in your face. It does it's like, it's, I don't know. I think it's stupid. And I do think it has negative repercussions, man. I, I, I think this locker room is just not where it needs to be. And somebody's got to do something. I don't know what, but it's not good enough. Matt or Rogers or, I don't know, Randall. Mercedes, Kenny, somebody, just come on, man. Just step up a little bit. I just don't want the young guys to lose that passion and lose that fire and feel like, oh, I thought I was going to come in here and like, you know, get all fired up and be the best of the best. And it's like a business environment here, you know? It's all serious business. Team meetings and drills. And if you're not perfect, then people just call you stupid. And this kind of sucks here. I don't want Green Bay to suck. Nobody wants to be here anyways. It's cold and it's a small town. And then you get this 
bad reputation for being this unfun business environment. And then Rodgers leaves, and it's like, well, you don't have that whole superstar thing where I'm going to play with Rodgers. So now what do we have? We have nothing. We have no appeal for anybody. That place sucks. I don't, and you get that same thing you had like with the Detroit Lions where you, you call up Gronk and you're like, hey, we just traded for you. And it's like, oh, actually, I retired. Sorry. Should have let you know. Bye. And they call up Snacks Harrison and he doesn't answer his phone when he sees it's the Detroit Lions. He doesn't even pick it up. He didn't pick up the phone. That was hilarious. But I don't want to be that. I don't want to develop this reputation. I just want somebody to do something. And I don't want to hear stupid excuses. And it's cool if like Dobbs and, and Watson and Ture and some of the guys can just do it by themselves. And I think some guys do, but that's not as good as a team, you know? I know Rogers talks fondly about the locker room and how great it is, but how great is it really if it doesn't go outside the locker room? I mean, I'm glad that he enjoys it and I'm glad everybody seems to kind of get along, although clearly there's some issues. But if, if we're really going to have this locker room environment that, that's like a family, it's got to bleed outside the walls of the building. So that would just be my personal preference. If I could talk to Rodgers specifically or any of the leaders of the team or Matt LaFleur and, and, and give some input on one thing I think they could work on, I would beg them to please get the locker room squared away. We've got the talent, man. We've got Aaron freaking Rodgers. You know the guy can play. I, don't, I, I genuinely don't believe he completely fell off, but I think there's a lot of issues there. I think part of the issue is Rodgers. Part of the issue is his injury. Part of the issue is the offensive line. Part of the issue is the coach. Part of the issue is the wide receiver. But I, I genuinely believe when he says in the right environment, I could be MVP, I believe that. I don't think he went from MVP to, to what he was last year. We have Rodgers. We have, I believe, some very good wide receivers. And I believe we're going to be adding to that, whether it be a tight end or wide receiver. I believe we have a great running back group. I really believe we have a let's call it a top 10 offensive line. It's not, you know, the elite number one, top three, but I believe it's a top 10 with really high upside potential. And I'm sure we're going to take a couple mid late round swings at offensive line because we always do one or two guys. I believe somewhere deep down, Kenny is just a monster waiting to be unleashed. I believe Devontae Wyatt has incredible potential. Rashawn, whenever he comes back, is a monster. Preston is, you know, pretty good a lot of the time. The DBs, oh my goodness, if they could just be at their best. I know the safety is a big question mark, but I mean, Rudy Ford has shown some high-end potential, and I think, I think we've kind of found something with Savage in terms of kind of adjusting his role. I think he's kind of thrived in that a little bit, but you get Stokes and Jair coming back at, at full strength. We've got the talent. I just think it needs to be unleashed a little bit, you know? Really hate doing car analogies because I don't know jack about cars, but it's like a car that could do like 300 miles an hour, but it's got a limiter on it, and we're doing 75. I don't think we need to add more horsepower, and that's that's what we're focused on. We need more. We need to make it go 400, 500 miles an hour. It's not going to matter if we don't take this freaking limiter off. We've got all the horsepower you could ever need. And, and you know, again, I'm not opposed to it. I understand. Yeah, we could add this, that, or the other. We're, we're not a perfect team. But we're, we're, we're so far from playing up to our potential, it's, it's ridiculous. And that, to me, is the biggest problem. And we got to figure out what that is. What is it going to take to get the best out of guys? Because, again, the, the Packers are real good at saying it. They're really good at telling you the standard. It's like, you know, tell my kid, go do, go do your math. And he comes back and he shows me the completed math, and I look at it and say, this is wrong. And I tell him, we have a long history of... of uh, generations 
of men and women in this family that are very good at math. And what you did here is unacceptable. So erase all of it, go back, do it again. He comes back and it's still wrong. And I explained to him again, there's a high standard of excellence in this house. Go back, do it again, get it right. Nope, that's not how you do it. Go back, do it again, get it right. What am I doing to actually help him to get better? Explaining that there's a high standard doesn't fix anything. And again, I also just don't think that that's enough. I don't think it's enough to just have these silos of individuals that are just dominant football players. It'll be great, and I have a feeling we'll win a lot of games doing it. But there's just that missing component, and I don't know how to get it. I don't know. I was in a locker room once in my life. Didn't like it. (laughs) We didn't win any games. We didn't have any camaraderie. We didn't have very many good players. So I couldn't tell you very much about being a champion. Not a single freaking game. We could have beat Elgin, though, I swear. And that's a really good football team. But our coaches are too stupid. Maybe we wouldn't have won. But we could have put up a better fight. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? I just kind of miss it, you know? I've talked about it before when uh, you just knew that there was a lot of camaraderie. You know, you heard about back in the day, the the, the wide receivers with Jordy and Randall and, and Jones and Jennings. And how close they all were with, you know, Rodgers. And then the offensive line, like they're hanging out all the time. There was this big group of dorks playing uh, like, uh, uh, what is that board game? Catan something or another. I mean, it, it was just stupid stuff. It's not like they're just grinding all the time. It's just about being a, a family, you know. And Rodgers knows that. He, he considers a lot of the guys that he played with before to be family. Jordy, James Jones. Not Jennings as much anymore, but, you know, Randall Cobb is like his best friend. David Bakhtiari will be a longtime friend. I mean, that's, I, I think that that's important. And I wish that they would kind of build toward that a little bit. And it just feels like there's this divide where we say, no, we're the old veteran guys. You're the young guys. Can't really relate to you. So best of luck. I mean, okay. I don't see that as a winning strategy necessarily. I know it's weird. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you probably don't like... The same things, the same music, you don't have the same interests. I, I get it, but I also don't care. Figure it out, dude. Somebody do something. Can anybody do anything that is just slightly above what is expected? Again, we all cheered when we heard Romeo Dobbs was staying after to catch passes. Why? Why do we care? Because apparently it doesn't matter. Apparently, it doesn't mean anything. It's not a big deal. You don't have to go the extra mile. But yet, when somebody does, we applaud them and get all excited about how they're improving themselves and how they're putting in that extra work. It doesn't work both ways. Either it doesn't matter and he's wasting his time and he should just go home, or it does matter and we should be upset that nobody else is interested in doing even the slightest bit of extra work. It cannot be both. And I'm just concerned about the culture. And, and again, this, this, is, this, is, this is a specific to the Green Bay Packers issue. And there might be other teams that are similar. I don't know. You, know. you look at the Buffalo Bills, 49ers, other teams that have been dominant all these years but haven't been able to punch it in. Maybe they have similar issues. I don't know. But again, you go back to the, the Tunyon comments. It's all just about guys just not being on the same page, not believing, not... It's not a talent issue, and until we figure that out, it's not going to matter. And the problem now is we have all those those locker room issues, and the talent is dissipating. Rodgers fell off, and he might be leaving. Devontae's gone. We don't have really premier wide receivers. Maybe we will by next year. 
You know, the the offensive line is kind of in flux. The running back room is good, but iffy. I think Dylan took a step back, and Jones is, again, elite. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. about 50% of the year. Obviously, Rashawn got hurt, so, you know, Stokes got hurt. But, I mean, I feel like we're on the precipice here. If we don't get the talent thing figured out and the locker room thing figured out, in other words, if if the talent continues to go in the wrong direction and we still don't fix this locker room, I think we are headed to the basement of the NFC North. But if we can hang on and if we can really get this, this offensive and defensive scheme figured out, and the biggest thing is if we can get these guys to believe, we have more talent than the Lions. It shouldn't even be a competition right now. They came into Lambeau Field, prime time, season on the line, and beat us, and they have less talent than we do. Our offense against their defense, are you kidding me? It's not even close. So, again, I, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because I genuinely believe that this is going to get spun too far out of control and too much of this blame is going to be put on Rodgers because I don't think it's just a Rodgers thing. But of course, when you are the top guy, when you are the main guy on the team, you're going to take the brunt of this. And and Matt LaFleur needs some of this too. I genuinely believe this is the biggest problem for the team. There's other big issues. Serious quarterback question right now. Is Rodgers okay? Can he still play? And even if he can, we maybe get one more year of the guy. We still are looking at a situation where we don't know if we have a quarterback. We got to see if Love is a guy. I don't know. We have a wide receiver crisis. Hopefully that's that's going to be resolved within the team. We have a tight end crisis. We've got some stuff we got to figure out here. But again, unless and until we get this locker room figured out, and, I, and again, I don't know the answer to that, but I would love to see some bare minimum effort to try to build it. Rather than Rodgers trying to import his friends so that he has friends, why don't you try to build relationships with the guys you have in that locker room while they're younger than me? I don't care. You can't bond about being the same football team? How can you not bond about that? We don't have anything in common. He's your wide receiver. You both play in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. What do you mean you don't have anything to bond over? You both played college sports, right? Can you talk about your college sports experience? 
Like, you don't have anything in common. You have everything in common. You followed the exact same path your entire lives. You've been groomed and since you were a child, and you are an exceptional athlete. You've always been above and beyond. You've been the best athlete in your school since forever. You came up, you know, went to college, dominated, got drafted, came to the NFL, and now you're both <laughs> NFL football players. You don't think you have anything in common. You have to build that, just like you did with Jordy and Randall and all that stuff. And yeah, I, maybe not as fun, but if you're committing to this, you're not just committing to step foot on a football field and throw a football. You're committing to be a member of this team. You're committing to building relationships with your wide receivers, your tight end, with your team, with your defense. You, you're the guy that everybody looks up to. Whether you want to be or not, that's what you're committing to. You're committing to be the leader of this locker room, to set the tone and the pace, and not to just stand there and say, that's not good enough. Because you know what? That's not good enough. Importing Randall Cobb so that you can have a friend. Come on, man. You have wide receivers. Figure it out. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you go. I mean, I don't know, have a Zoom meeting or what, whatever it is that you're most comfortable with. Just try to build a relationship with these guys because it's going to help. It's going to have a positive impact on the team overall. If this team can become a family, not just in the locker room and that all strips away when you go outside and you see each other in the street and, and you don't make eye contact, pretend like you didn't see them. I was planning on this only being like, a half of a half of a segment, but it looks like this is going to be the whole show. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I think it's the reason that we missed out on the Super Bowl all these years, because we just, we didn't have, we just weren't in sync, and we weren't on the same page, and we continually saw this team just show up and just not be ready, and I don't know exactly how to explain that. Again, I know that falls a lot on the head coach, but it's a locker room thing. We have too many silos, too many individuals trying to be great for themselves. We don't have a team. We've got clicks. Rodgers and his buddies from back in the day. The rookie wide receivers. The DBs. They got their little silos and they do their own thing. It's not what a team is, man. And I just, I, I, I guess I hope that Rodgers understands that if you commit to come back, you're not committing just to come back to step foot on a football field and throw a football around. You're committing to come back to be the leader of this franchise. To set the tone, not just by saying, I expect excellence, by setting the tone in the locker room. We act to each other, around each other, what we do outside of the walls. You want them to put in the work afterwards? Okay, talk to them about it. Not just in the locker room, hey, you know, you got to do da 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 and then leave. Bring them to your house and show them what you do. How hard would that be with your probably 80-inch TV to just pull up some film and sit there? And hang out with the boys and be like, look, this is what I do. Here's what I see. I'm kind of going through this, this, this. See, when you do that, now I, you know, now, now the window's closed. That's why I need you to kind of, you know, and you're just hanging out. And it's a more relaxed environment. You got some chicken wings, you know, put on some music, get some drinks. doesn't have to be a high-stress thing. It's just for fun. Lay back and talk and hang out. I don't know why not. You can just hear Dobbs when he's talking. It sounds like he kind of wished it would have happened. And part of me thinks that is one of the benefits of just moving on with a younger team because the younger guys can relate. Even though I think it's absurd to think that Rodgers can't relate to the younger guys on some level, if you can't find, then maybe we should get younger. Because Jordan Love can relate to these guys. They're about the same age. He's 24. You got like 22, 21-year-olds. 
You think those guys couldn't get along? And maybe they already are. Maybe Love and Dobbs and, and, and Christian are out cruising the town. I don't know. But I do know that it's important and we just don't have it. There isn't a core thing to rally around. They're not getting it from the coaches. They're not getting it from the senior leadership who seems to have this attitude of, we're up here, you guys are down there, leave us alone. There's just that feeling to it. But whatever. I don't think it's going to happen, which is going to leave me to just kind of sit and envy the teams that are just fighting, you know? I mean, I even saw it from the Bears a little bit, you know? They don't have anything, but you could see their defense just fighting. and. Cl- I mean, they got trash. They have nothing on that team. But you'd watch them just play with I mean, they, they would be beating teams in the first half. Like, the Eagles couldn't even move the ball. Like, it was close. Uh, the, the week after, I think, even though they got blown out eventually, you just see the heart. You see the fight. You know, and they believe in their head coach and that message and the hits principle and all this stupidity. And it ticks me off. Because you just see them playing above their abilities. You see them fighting and scratching and clawing. Then you see the Packers play and they just look like they're like, eh, oh, shoot, I dropped it. Uh, oh, whoopsie-daisy, I fumbled. Uh, like, God, man, come on. I just feel like I haven't seen a fired-up Packers team in a while. Started to feel like it, you know, 2019, 2020, just felt like things were really clicking, they were really going. But it just, I don't know, maybe as more more and more of the veteran guys start leaving and Rodgers starts to feel more isolated, it's just kind of, there's a there, there is a massive influx of younger guys. But again, I, I just see it as, as minimal effort. That's the funny thing about small things. Because a, a lot of fights that happen, for example, in, in marriages are about tiny things. And it's honestly because it's tiny. That's what, it's so funny how that happens. I don't know if that happens for you. My wife and I are doing good, by the way, because we avoid these things. But early in our marriage, it was always, always, always about the tiny things. And the reason is because one person looks at it and says, why are you getting so worked up about something so small? It's stupid. And what does the other person say? It's because you can't do something that's so small that bothers me. How can you not do this tiny little thing? Why are you worried about such a tiny little thing? That's the sticking point. You're going to throw a fit about Rogers not taking Dobbs out to dinner, but it's the fact that he just, it's such a simple thing that could have been done, and it wasn't. So these are the issues that end up becoming the most explosive, the tiniest things. So I don't want this to become explosive. I'm just on the side that there is a locker room deficiency, and that's where I want the team to focus. Of course, I want them to practice and try to become good and learn all the film and all that stuff individually and as a team in practice with the coaches, all that stuff. But I really want them to try to build something. And I don't care. Maybe if it's just we get an influx of young guys again in the draft and the young guys just take over and say we don't need it and they go do their own thing and they become this great, whatever it is, they got to figure something out. And I just wish the leaders of the team, Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, Mercedes Lewis, David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark. I wish these guys would try to take on a bigger role. And I don't know what they do. Maybe they do this. Maybe Kenny's taking the defense out all the time. I'm just saying that's what I would like to happen. And if it's not happening, I'd like it to start happening. Because in in my opinion, that is the biggest deficiency with this team. They don't have the heart and the passion and the fire. They don't play for each other. They play for themselves, and that's how they coach it. This is the standard I want you to meet. It's, It's like a that household where you're expected to be a doctor, you know, and if you get a A minus, you're a failure. It's not about how I'm going to help you. It's not about encouraging you. It's not about, it's just, it's this cold, I expect this and anything less is unacceptable. 
go and be perfect. I'll meet you on Sunday. I don't like it. Anyways, I cannot believe that took that long. I feel like I've been talking about this for 10 minutes. I'm, I apologize for my uh, rambling. And again, I, I fully understand if you're on the other side of this, because this is such a small thing. But I just want you to understand where I'm coming from, because my biggest concern is the locker room. I'm not worried about Rodgers' ability to throw a football. I mean, I am a little bit, but I'm significantly less concerned about that as I am with his relationship with the receivers. I'm less worried about Christian Watson's ability to get open as I am with his ability to bond with the other receivers and his quarterback. I know Watson can get open. I watched it all year. I know Dobbs can get open. I know he's got great hands and great ability after the catch. I know all this stuff. We saw it. What was missing was chemistry. We know that. It's chemistry. And we can say it's stupid to think that anything after the field or after practice has anything to do with it, but I would disagree. And if you want to, if you want, if it is just a, a, an X's and O's thing, fine. Then that's what you need to be doing with your wide receivers afterward. But there's nothing wrong with just keeping it laid back and just building some kind of camaraderie and chemistry. Again, it's the small things, and I see this as a small thing, minimal effort that I think could have maximal benefits. Anyways, I guess we're done. That's kind of stupid that we only talked about that, but it is what it is. And by the way, yes, if Rodgers does retire, I do think this is the standard for Jordan Love. And I don't think he's going to do it because I think he is a sort of quiet, reclusive guy. But I, I, I think if you're the quarterback, you are the leader of the team, you have to set that tone. And you got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and try to set the tone of this is how we are, this is what we do. And if the locker room is not where it needs to be, even if it's other guys, again, it falls on the guys at the top. And that would be the head coach, the other coaches, and specifically the quarterback, because whether you like it or not, you are the top dog in that locker room. Anyways, why don't we end with this? We'll end on a, on a high note. We started on a high note. We'll end on a high note. Somebody posted this, so I'm just going to play it for you. Starting to get warmer on the field, and the players are starting to feel it. Starting to get warmer up here. It sure is. Benetieri. Kick goes to Desmond Howard at the one. Desmond Howard is off. You better turn it on or he's gone. Desmond Howard. All the way into the Patriot end zone. As soon as they get back in it, Green Bay takes it away. 99 yards. You know, I was a young lad when this all went down. I was probably, I don't know what 10 years ago or 10 years old or something like that but it felt really good <laughs> and um don't get me wrong i mean it when i say that i love being a great football team and i love uh winning football games being a 13 win team and getting to celebrate on sundays with my kid and just having a great time and being a fan of a team that's just awesome great quarterbacks great players great coaches and gms all throughout but, um, man, I miss that feeling, you know, and we've been spoiled, even with Super Bowls, as much as everyone will say that, you know, we haven't had enough because of our MVP quarterbacks or whatever nonsense. I mean, it's, it's, we're definitely beating the average, the average being once every 32 years, but, um, nice, man. And I, and, and I think the hard, the, the really sad part about all this is I don't really see a path right now to a Super Bowl. Which is part of the reason why I'm, I'm, you know, I saw a show or whatever, and the guy just kept saying, "I just want to run it back. I just want to run it back." That's all he kept saying is, "I just want to run it back." It's like, 
What does that even mean? You want to run what back? I have it right now. I, I For the first time in a long time, I, I just don't see the path. I mean, I, I kind of can if everything just goes perfectly right. And by that, I mean the defense picks up where it left off at the last quarter of the season, and they actually become that top five, top three defense. Um, Aaron Rodgers gets on the same page with his receivers and starts to have chemistry, and you start to see the old Aaron Rodgers again with a true elite deep threat that we have not had in a while, and, and a guy like Dobbs and whoever else we pick up in the draft, and I'm, I'm convinced we will get someone. And, you know, the offensive line gets it figured out. But but again, even if every single thing goes right, we're missing that final component. All we're doing is getting back to 2020 and 2021 and 2019. We're getting back to being a team that can dominate. But can we be a team that is just absolutely unstoppable? That is just fierce. You know, you think back to that 90s Packer team. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we're talking number one offense, number one defense, dominant special teams. They were just a force. They were an absolute force to be reckoned with. They weren't scared. They didn't have doubt. They knew that there wasn't a team that played better than they did. And they showed up and they played like it. There's just a ferocity to it. There's belief. That's the limiter. No matter how much everything goes right and how great everybody becomes, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Devontae Wyatt, I mean, just become monsters. If we go toe-to-toe with the San Francisco 49ers and feel like we're frauds and don't belong, that's what's going to happen. We're going to lose. Just missing that, that final piece. And we can run it back as many times as we want, and we can wish and hope and pray that every single thing goes perfectly right and everybody becomes really, really good, and everyone takes a massive second-year and third-year leap, and Rodgers goes back to MVP form, and the defense becomes the defense we always wished it could. And we're still back to the same old team with the same old problems. When are we going to fix that issue that was illuminated to us by Robert Tunyon? When does that get fixed? How does that get fixed? What are we doing to fix that? LaFleur, you don't want to be that guy. Somebody has to be that guy. Rodgers? No? Okay. Who? Who's going to be that guy? Who's going to set the tone? And the problem is it, it seems like it's such a... The tone is being set, and it's set to... You know, like, we, we, we don't do that here. That's the feeling I get with, like, Jair. I feel like he wants to be that guy. He wants to be loud and brash and in your face, and he wants that to be the attitude. But I think it's just being met with resistance. Kind of like, okay, that's cool, Jair. Yeah, you do your thing over there. I don't know. I don't know, man. But anyways, I guess I'll leave it at that. I've spoken my piece. You guys have a good day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about any of this, and I'm sure you do, please call in 608-501-0718. Leave a message. Um, I'd love to hear some counterpoints because obviously you know what I think. And I know a lot of you agree with me on, on this stuff, but, um, I also know there's a lot of, uh, well, people that would disagree. So feel free to call in again. That's 608 Have a good day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.